right. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? This is Anthony L. Heffy recording live and direct from the Billy Shears Podcast Studio. Joining me, my bro from Blue Jayville, Mr. Bar Walker. What's up, baby? Buddy, fired up to be here. I mean, wildest dream scenario, I guess, for going into this episode, man. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> Let's go. Such a different tone than our last episode. I can't oh. believe it. And you know what? If we recorded this episode when we wanted to record this episode, yeah. it would have been a repeat of four out of the six episodes we've done this season. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, my man. The Blue Jays. Where do we start? If, let's start here. If you're tuning in from a coma and decided that this random podcast from Milton, Ontario, about the Blue Jays, were where you were going to get your knowledge about the Blue Jays right now, Buckled up, Becky, because this is going to get crazy. The Blue Jays currently sit second in the AL East. Uh, they sit in number one spot for the wild card and, and have scored more runs collectively in the last four games than the Baltimore Orioles have all season. It has been insane, my man. This is the perfect time to be a Jays fan. You're rocking your Jays jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking. This is very special to me. This yeah. is a team-issued undergarment for their jersey done by Nike. And uh, I can't tell you how I came into this. I'm just going to let you know this. I had to muscle an old lady for it. Wasn't apologetic afterwards. That's all. No, you can't be with style like that. I don't blame you. And in fact... I'd hip check an old woman for that too. <laughs> Please do. That, Please that do. hat, that hat is clean. I do. You love, love this hat, eh? Yeah, I do. You know, I do. I'm a sucker for a good hat. This this hat is the Baltimore Orioles style of their like not their cartoon bird, but their yeah, the real the bird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but it's a blue jay, obviously, and the blue jay colors and everything like that. It's from a brand called Legends League, and it was way too expensive regular price. It was one of those boutique things that regular price was like eighty bucks. I was like, I'm not paying eight dollars for a hat. I did that once. It was 2014, and OVO had signed a deal with the Blue Jays, and they came out with these special hats. Um, I spent way too much money that day for it, but I thought it was really cool, and Drake was like up and coming. I was like, ah, oh, this guy's pretty good. He'll be good. I didn't know he was going to be the megastar that he is now. I checked the price on those hats. Inbox, brand new, never worn, 250 bucks. I don't, <laughs> I don't have that, but it's cool. Whatever. Um, all right. I think 45 bucks. I've spent most on a fucking decent hat. Yeah. Th this hat on sale was, was about yeah, 45, 50 bucks. And I I'm happy with it. Cause I've had every time I've worn it, people have given me props for it. And that's what I'm all about. So let's go. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you brought it up before though, just to bring it back to what this podcast is actually about. Um, September has been absolutely friggin' crazy. I think we have what 36 home runs already in the month. Like it's just a record. Everyone's batting. Like I think three thirty three or three thirty six for the whole month, uh, nine and one last 10 games. We're 12 and one in September. We're on a four game win streak. I mean, you say what you want about Baltimore. Yeah. That was an absolute shit kicking for those final two games. Um, but now we're beating Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's right. Take a shot. Take a shot. Mm. <laughs> Tequila. Because in my mind, it's still summertime. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay, let me get. Because it is a lot. A little there white claw. With the little Jays thing. I love it. That's right. The Jays koozie. I mean, it's just been absolutely unreal. Like, pitching's been great. The, the bats are obviously the story of the month. They're just fired up. And uh, serviceable bullpen, which we're obviously going to get to in a bit. But yeah, I'm, totally. We with Melky, who was great on the pod. Thank God he's not here anymore. Like one yeah. episode. That's he was enough. okay. Yeah, okay. that's enough of that guy. Um, 
He's he's already on every other show, so oh, don't I worry. You, you get enough of him. It's fine. Who wants to do a show with a guy who does everything, like podcast <laughs> luck? Um, but we were all saying, like, we were all kind of down in the dumps, and we're all saying, best case scenario, like, here's the records. And I know you're going to say them in a bit, what we were all predicting, but it was a best case scenario, and I was a definite Debbie Downer. So shove it right up my hoop. As Biz says, because I was totally wrong, and I'm so glad about that because it has been amazing baseball to watch. Yeah, I mean, just on a small scale of what we're talking about right now, the Jays have, are nine and one, and currently on a four-game winning streak. But okay, they had one blunder. I, I want to get into the Baltimore series so badly, but first, let's just recap last month because there was some stuff we needed. To, we need to talk about that. Um, the end of August predictions. We were we were begging the Blue Jays to just fucking go. We, but how many times do we see this? We see this all the time. Let's go. Let, yeah. it's, it's more than just, you know, fucking getting <laughs> amped up. It's yeah. legit. Let's go. We got to yeah. go. And we, we, we had, they had 14 games at the end of August that they, we felt that they should do really well in. You said they were going to go 10 and three last 13 games. Melky said nine and four. And I said, you know, fuck you guys. I'm pushing the envelope because I thought this team could do what they're doing now then. And I said uh, 11 and two. Their actual was seven wins, five losses. Horrible. Not horrible. Okay. But we don't need okay. We needed fucking let's go full balls ahead. And, I mean, they're doing that now, which I'm happy about because all we want is meaningful baseball baseball in September, and we're getting it. But at the end of August, we, we were hoping they would at least come out with at least nine wins. And they fell short by two, uh, two on our least best prediction. How did you feel about the end of August? Well, it's funny looking back now that that Detroit series was pretty much the turning point when the Jays started to turn it around. But yeah, I mean, the whole premise of kind of our, why our predictions, what were so high going into that was because of those teams we were playing, like we needed to beat those because after that was the Yankee series. And I know Baltimore was sandwiched in between, which pretty much should just be easy wins in September for any team playing Baltimore at this point, anyone. But then right after that was the Tampa Bay series. So uh, I was not feeling great. What was it like August 27th or whatever that Detroit game um, seven and five. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Go on. What? No, I just agree. It was a 27th. It was a two, one loss A fucking dry ass game. Yeah. 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 And then, cause we won, the night before and then lost the first game to the Tigers. Right. And then the white Sox, that 10, seven game that we lost, which was complete bullshit. And it seemed like our bullpen, which was an issue for us, honestly, El Jefe all season long. It seemed like they were going to be the problem, like just continuing the issues that we had and the bats weren't hot. I mean, thank fuck that Vladdy and everybody's turned it around, but it was just like, except for those couple of games, just low scoring games that it was like, Hard games. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just look at the last couple of games in August. You have yeah. the two-one loss to Detroit. You have a three-two win against Detroit. A two-one win against Detroit. Obviously, the bats aren't awake in Detroit. And then you have a seven-three win in Baltimore, followed by a, a four-two, four-two loss, loss to ball. Yeah, and then again five-four. But we're talking about close games here. They go into a swing at the beginning of the month. They so they win the first against Baltimore. Then they go into a little swing in Oakland. Uh, against the A's, a team who you're fighting to jump ahead at the time for the wildcard spot, 11-10 win. Springer with the big moment there. I Follow that up the next day, 
10-8 win, follow that up by an 8-0 shellacking, and then you go into the Bronx for four straight games and beat the breaks off one of the best teams in the AL East, one of the biggest threats in baseball, and they beat the breaks off them. And Cy Young candidate Garrett Cole looks average and leaves the game with that um, light hamstring issues. Bullshit, bro. You were getting lit. You knew it. No sticky stuff here. Adios. Out of the Bronx with four wins. And then they take the ball. The, the, okay, can we get into the Baltimore series? Because I just need to get it off my chest right now. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm amped up, man. I've been waiting Let's for this for weeks. Fuck yeah. Let's go, baby. All right. Just volume accordingly, people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I'll try to fix it in post, but I don't know what I'm doing. So, all right. So the first game against Baltimore, a six, three loss. Okay. It is what it is. Then they have a double header against Baltimore and the, the, the first game, it was a back and forth game, a little bit of a, yeah, it was close. And the Jays come up and win in the last, in the last inning. Then the, the second game of the double header was an eight, nothing win. And then the next day, some baseball history happens. Well, not baseball history, but let's call it this season history or this era, the Vladdy Bo, Biggio, Teo. Yeah. yeah. The, the new blood era, they shellack the shit out of this team. I wish that fuckhead Buck Schulwitz was still, still coaching this team. So it's his ugly old face cringe. Because this team bent over, no spit, no loop, dry rub, dirty dick in the ass. Let's go. <laughs> 22. In the first inning, they had the game one. 22 yeah. to 8. Uh, sorry, it, 22 to 7. Embarrassing. Oh, I was like just sending you guys just a bunch of gifts and memes during the group chat. Like, are you guys actually watching what's going on, Clown World? But unbelievable Baltimore series. A couple of bonuses like Nate Pearson. Even though it's Baltimore, I liked how he was looking. Just the, the 22 runs, just absolutely unbelievable. And you're right. Those double headers, that first game, really, really close. And then just at the end of the game, what was it? The one inning, the seventh or eighth? Just yeah, the seventh inning. They, they couldn't stop scoring. They tried to stop scoring, and that led to more runs being scored. It didn't make any sense. I don't remember. Well, I mean, it's only a couple years, but a Jays team that is just so like, they're so aggressive at the bat. I love it, man. Like we've got to be the quickest team in the MLB at the plate. And just like the, probably the quickest games in general, just just one and done. Cause we're just pretty much swinging at anything we can, but we're connecting. It's just it, the, the bats are so hot right now after being so cold for so long, but you know, like I, I'm going to talk about this later. I brought this up for later, but can we just talk about, this season being the season of grand slams for this team, yeah. including my new favorite name on a team, LGJ, just fucking <laughs> this boy. Okay, listen, the pineapple. I, I, you know, I'm going to crack his bobble out here. Here we go. Let's see it. Loris Goriel Jr., a.k.a. Alpina, the pineapple. The dude's hair is wacky. It's you know even that, more that's ridiculous close. than that bobblehead. Like that's, It that- is. Conservative compared this to this conservative. This is also from last year, but this boy not only hits a grand slam this season, he hits two grand slams. And Teo's sitting over there being like, Listen, I'm having a pretty decent season. No one's talking about me. Let me hit my grand slam. Two grand slams in one game. Yeah. Two grand slams in one game. It's just, it's just been beautiful to watch. I mean, the runs batted in that these guys are bringing like LGJ. I know you made a point about it, but Sonic, the hedgehog, whatever we're going to call him from now on, like, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Like this whole team 
yeah, say what you want going in. We we still have our, you know, the issue third base, sometimes center field, whatever our bullpen, the issues we have. But the bats right now are not like just unbelievable power. Vladdy just took the lead last night, 45 home runs, like the best Vladdy, Vladdy Guerrero ever in MLB history. Can we yeah. say that already? Yeah. At what, 22. Yeah. The best Vladimir Guerrero <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into some talking points here. Um, I mean, we're obviously riding high because the Jays are doing well. Not only like, not all, we talked about the Baltimore series, which is just crazy. We talked about the New York series. The Jays currently, like if you're listening to this relatively recent to the uh, um, podcast being released, the Jays and Rays are playing right now. Rays are up one nothing. They just beat the Rays 8-1 the day before. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully they'll get the, the win today. Oh, no. but, <laughs> exactly. Um, oof, I fucking totally forgot my point, but what I was what I was trying to, fuck man, I got it all amped up and then nowhere to go. I'm, I'm walking around with my dick in my hands right now. Okay. The, the run that the Jays on right now are, is absolutely amazing. But, but the big question for me is, is this team bipolar? Because they are either too hot. Like right now they are too hot or in August, they were too cold. Where are they? My man. Man, it's just that swing of being young guys sometimes. Like it just, I guess, slips away from you. The the promising sign, because you're right, it is a bit bipolar. And this season, I mean, pretty much it, that is the title of the season in general. It's just up and down or, or whatever, because the one thing that gives me promise is our hot streaks in the past and this season went on for a pretty long time, like months at a time usually. And, and it was um, the, the cold streaks weren't as long. So it kind of gives me hope. Like, obviously, are we going to regress a bit? Uh, yeah, maybe the conservative me says, yeah, especially I don't think that they can go into the playoffs playing this ball. But no, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, they can. They're going to be. That's what I'm talking about. I'm That's what I'm talking about anymore. Let's fucking let's go, go baby. Let's go. This is not the pod for that negativity. Get out of here. Bye, you piece. That's of true. Shit. We had five pods like that. We only had one pod that was promising yeah. this whole season. No, and they're this pod is going to be promising. Yeah, Vladdy's uh, going to get 50 home runs. Everybody else is going to be close to 30, 35. Like, let's go. We we need to revisit. At, at the end of the season, we will. But we need to revisit some of our predictions at the beginning of the season. Because I know I asked you about Vladdy home run. You said 40. I, I remember you said 40. I said 30 because of how bad the end of the last season ended. And during his cold streak, I was saying to people, listen, Vladdy is a half a season player. He was red hot in oh, the first oh. half of the season. All-star game cools off and he was cold from the all-star game till now. Yeah, he so, was. And he had a good all-star game, which was the, he had a good all-star game. He came yeah. back with, with a silver bat, all those great things. Everyone yeah. loved him, you know, big smiles. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I think that I, you know, I'll eat my words on Vladdy being a half a season player. Only time will tell, but I, I, I love where this team is right now. And I want to keep building on this momentum. Let's keep moving. What happened with Trent Thornton? Two seasons ago, we counted on this guy as a starter. This season, we won't even put him in low leverage because we're just Charlie Montoyo. Is just, he's just too nervous? Yeah. I mean, when Double guy, T comes in, what happens? Yeah. What? Uh, four seventy, four point seventy as posted right now. It's just. Uh, I mean, he's the epitome of the season, man. This guy's up and down. Like, it's to the point where he's kind of only playing in blowout games. If you look at it, very and, low leverage. And he's just like a serviceable arm 
that can just pitch a couple innings at best. Okay. Well, you know what? Fuck it then. Like, let's give a shot to one of these younger guys or call somebody up someone like, let's take an experiment, let flyer on, like give people more innings because this guy is just up and down. And the funny part is El Jefe is I can see him being called up again in a couple weeks. I, I, I feel so weird about him. I think that he can be used. I think he's a valuable part of the team because he has the experience. Now he's got a couple years in the bigs behind him. I understand the injury was a big deal, but we're talking about a guy who has major league innings and experience behind him. Fine. Not a ton, but you know, you need that arm in there that that can still throw. And I think he can do that, but Longevity wise, I don't know if this guy's longevity is with the Blue Jays. I can 100% see him being DFA'd uh, at the end of the season, or may, I, I, he'll probably make the 40 man roster. But I just don't like. I just don't know. I just and it, it's weird to say. It brings me to my next point. Okay. Nate the Great Pearson. Nate Pearson. I mean, the number one prospect in the farm system right now. I don't know how much I like Nate Pearson right now. And I'll put this out there. I'm Nate's biggest fan. Like, I love Nate Pierce. I got a signed ball by him. I've got, you know, loads of rookie cards of him. Because I think he is Toronto's next Roy Halladay. And I mean that in the sense of um, generational pitcher, homegrown, you know, Toronto guy. But it makes me really nervous because I don't love what he's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. he hits 100 on the gun. That's cool. He's blowing strikes past guys. He's been all right in this most recent stint, but he hasn't been great. He's just he's, got some dead balls sometimes that just get absolutely schwacked. Yeah, and I mean, we you, we can't have that if we want a playoff run because I'll tell you, Tampa Bay, who we're probably going to end up playing, yeah. they don't care for that shit. Kevin yeah. Kiermaier proved the other day, uh, and Austin Meadows proved the other day that they're not afraid to be in the ninth and still swing to the fence. By the way, that catch last night, holy shit. Dude, he, Kevin Kiermaier is a Blue Jay fucking killer. He's been a Blue Jay fucking killer for <laughs> a decade plus. My mouth the was man, open at that catch. I was like, holy shit. I thought for sure he didn't catch it. I thought for, uh, like it came close. He elevated himself. And then when the ball was starting to land, he's like, oh shit, I need to be up here for another tenth of a second. Bends his knees and somehow still has the ability to catch the ball, land. Fuck him. Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he's still a J-killer. I love that the pitching J-killers are kind of going down. But just quickly back to Nate Pearson. Uh, I pretty much agree with everything you say. And then when you posed this question uh, like a week ago and we were just kind of talking and going over the chat notes, I was kind of thinking, like, what's his future, immediate future going into next year? And, you know, with the addition of Barrios and depending with Matt and Ray and, and contracts, I don't see him as a top three pitcher right now. So he's probably going to come in into the fifth spot, maybe start in triple a, but do I see him turning from that a real upside and, and turning into one of our starting pitchers? I don't know. I could almost see the project of putting him in the pen happening. Like I, like I, I don't know. You're right. Like he just got his first win of the season. He's got some great pitches. Like the flashes are there where you're like, okay, hey, obviously this is the raw young talent. Why we have him on the team. But like we just said, there are some pitches he has where like you and I can hit them. Yeah. Well, I would agree that I, I could probably hit it, but um, you know, a hundred, a hundred miles per hour is impressive. 
105, which is which is a, the most he's been clocked on in the majors, is impressive. Yeah, a little. But, impressive. Yeah, but the <laughs> the bottom line is, it could be 105 if someone if no one swings for it. Does it really matter if a tree falls in the woods? Does it still make noise? Who knows? No one knows the answer. Yeah, Dave Pearson still a huge question mark. Yeah, and sometimes. You know, it's not the greatest too with the young guy where you're feeling kind of a little lapse in confidence when there's like, you know, men on bases or whatever. And it's like, can you handle this big pressure? Because what's been going to be put on you by the fans and management where you've been and what we expect, it's like, we're, we're a playoff team now. Like, obviously we're going into the playoffs and we're going to have a playoff pod this year about the Jays. Cause let's go baby. Damn, damn right. But besides this year where we might win the world series, going into next year and the next few years with all these guys and these bats in their prime, like you better be pitching buddy. You better be pitching because we we're expect that out of you. Yeah. We need that from him at this point because at the end of the day, he's been in the system for three, four years now. He needs to be approaching that time where he is ready to go. This yeah. guy, I've heard him in, in multiple interviews and he says all the right things, but he's not, it, it's not a PR thing. He actually believes these these things, and that means a lot to me because when I hear him talk and when he says things like, I want to be one of the greatest pitchers of all time, I believe it because he says it, and he's got the tools. The bottom line is this year has been an injury-prone year for him. It's been a rough year. That's another point. So maybe we give him the benefit of the doubt. Spring training will be the real, real, I guess, deciding factor because next year, okay, let's just assume Robbie Ray resigns because he's going to resign. Yes, he Ray, is. Ryu, Barrios, um, maybe Matt, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, um, Manoa for sure. And then maybe Pearson, maybe Ron Ross Stripling. Who knows? Number five, but that Stripling spots to be one. Serviceable time. Stripling is going to continue to put in some serviceable time. And by the way, just quickly, because we just don't ever bring up his name with the way he's playing right now. I had no idea that Ryu would be fighting for like fourth, fifth starting rotation going into the playoff like picture as he is now for me, because I'm hoping, yeah, Ray's going to resign and whatever with Matt that, I mean, I see pretty much like Ray Barrios and Manoa as our top three next year. I think so too. And you know what scares me about Robbie Ray is he's having a great season this season. This guy's been okay. So, have you heard the theory of the 20, oh, sorry, 2004 Detroit Tigers about how many like absolute gems of pitchers were on that team? Max Scherzer, Verlander, uh, Robbie Ray was on that team. Like the, the list is insane. Like the amount of guys that they had on this team that were, were insane. Robbie Ray's been in this league for a long time. He's seen a lot of pitchers come and go. He switched up his whole presence this season and became a two pitch player. Two pitch. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy, but here's what I feel about Robbie Ray, and it scares me to say this out loud because I don't want to put this juju out there in the world. And oh, that fucking tequila is coming in. That tequila is <laughs> hitting me right now. Yes. I feel the tingles <laughs> on the back of my neck. Here, here's my theory, okay? And follow me on this one, but I got to readjust myself. God damn it. Okay. You're always readjusting yourself. Like- the Baltimore Orioles, historically, right now, historically having one of the worst seasons in baseball history. When the Baltimore Orioles figure you out, whether it be sign stealing or whatever, you have a 50% chance of guessing what's right, what's coming. 
when the Baltimore Orioles figure you out, the worst team in the majors this season and possibly all time, when they figure you out, what does that mean for the good teams? Because the good teams before were kind of like uh, Robbie Ray, whatever, uh, journeyman, whatever. And then he ends up striking out 14 player, 14 guys and has a great game. My biggest fear on Robbie Ray is that this is his best season. And next season we sign him at 25 million for four years. And, you know, he's Ryu this season, next season, you know, that's my biggest fear on Robbie Ray. If the fucking bullshit beer league, Baltimore Oreos Orioles are going to figure Robbie Ray out the possible Cy Young winner this season. What happens in the playoffs when really good teams, when the fucking Houston Astros, the world series cheaters, what happens when they figure him out? What happens yeah. when fucking Tampa Bay Devil Rays figure them out? I mean, I, you know what? You haven't brought that up before. So those are actually valid concerns I would have, too. It's funny. My uh, my biggest concern with him is that, you know. His pants are too tight. Oh. Mm, no. I think Not tight like, enough. Yeah, go yeah. tight. I mean, that's a tight tuck. And, I mean, yeah. if you've got those quads, those thighs, like I'd be showing that shit off everywhere in the bar. I'd be wearing <laughs> so I was more worried about can he keep the production up if we're going to sign him to a massive contract. Fuck yes, I think he is right now. He, Cy Young possible winner, I think he should be. I, I don't think he's going to win, unfortunately, but he's definitely top three, and he's the vote in my book. Um, Baltimore, you know what, they're – amateur professionals, but still professionals. I mean, they're still going to do their job. So I'm hoping, you know what, the, the rest of this month is going to tell because we're going to be facing some pretty good teams. The great thing is that we actually end off the season. I'm pretty sure on a Baltimore series, which is friggin' great. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. That's the case as well, too. I'll just yeah. double check to be on the right yeah, the side. last, the last series in October of the season is against. Oh, it, it is actually, Bob, let me put this out there right now. It's oh. a Sunday, October 3rd. Are you doing anything? Oh. Are you doing anything? Uh, can't tell you right now, live on the air. <laughs> Why? Well, you going to the game? I got tickets 11 rows behind home plate if you want to go. Well, we will be discussing this off the air, my good man. Uh, if you didn't say yes, I, I don't know. What's, okay, anyways. It, 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 it is. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We'll discuss payment later. Okay, anyways. Getting back to what we were here to talk about, Robbie Ray Willie's time won't sign. We'll save that for the offseason because right now he's rolling. He's the AL candidate for the Cy Young, obviously. Yeah. He will be like the fourth Blue Jay. You got Halliday, Clemens, Henkin. Here we go. Robbie Ray. Let's do it, baby. Um, yeah, not, not injured like that Cole guy in New York. He doesn't just, you know, shy away from the spot. He doesn't have the sticky stuff either. Nah. Isn't it funny when the, the sticky stuff police came in? Garrett Cole numbers went down. Is that not weird? Crazy, crazy. And the organization he came from, I mean, top class. I did not expect it. You know, I have, I have the patch in the studio right now. World Series cheaters. <laughs> RIP will never forget. No. All right. So one, one talking point that I want to get into too, the bullpen was garbage. Now not. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And I'm looking at it too, man. If Baruki and Merriweather can regain form, right? Here's who we have. Romano. He's been pretty decent, man. Like Romano's probably been our best bullpen guy as of right now. Like 80, 80, uh, 85% success rate closing the ninth inning for a win. I mean, what more can you ask for? And then after him, right? We got Tim Mesa, 
Simber, Simber after him. Simber had a little bit of a kind of a downturn, but he seems to kind of be regaining form and, and kind of getting what we expect from him. And then you got what Richards, Merriweather, Saria, Pearson, Brookie. Like, I mean, that's if they're pitching serviceable, like they are now, like that's a pretty good bullpen going in, for- but just the up and down is worrisome the what you brought up the points about Pierce and all these other guys that's the caveat to all this I I said beginning of the season that the bullpen was going to last year was borderline elite and this year was going to be good it was shit almost all season until this month the second last month of the season and yeah. thank god they fucking turned it around because yeah. Richards even though he, he he gave up the home run to break the shutout yesterday from uh, Manoa Kind of hurt me a little bit. I got a little butt hurt about that. Um, Richards more or less is fucking lights out. Yeah, Simber is really good. Up. Yep. And Simber for me, like, does this guy do yoga before he plays? Because <laughs> the way he throws is too wacky, man. It fucking weirds me out. I, I don't know if he's gonna fall off the mound and roll into the dugout, or if he's gonna make it like make it to his feet. It weirds me out so much. Romano's been great. Aura into the ball. Well, moving forward, I don't think the Jays will need an, a closer. Like Kirby Yates obviously signed this year to be the closer because he probably didn't have a lot of faith in Romano. And Romano this season has kind of given me ups and downs, but overall, he's fantastic. He's he's probably close to an elite level closer in the American yes. League right yeah. now. So, if, listen, if we could have had Yates high or low, I would have taken Gates. Not as a closer, but even a setup guy doesn't matter. But I would love to have another experienced closer in the bullpen. But when it comes to those guys, Merriweather for me is the uh, Cinderella story. Because I think this guy is going to go into the playoffs and just be so... He's going to be Aaron Sanchez 2017, baby. Did I get that right? 2016. Or maybe 2015. I can't really remember right now. But Tequila. Yeah. But tequila, um, but the bullpen is closing the season really strong. And I really, I am so grateful for that because where New York is with their bullpen, um, where it was really, really good, but then they have all these names, but none of those names are producing. And the one guy without the name is producing it's producing, and he can't pitch every game. Yeah. So fuck you, New York. I love you guys, but fuck you, New York. Let's move on. Unless you got something else to say about the bullpen. Uh, just quickly, just I'm loving the production. It seems like these guys, just for the one, two innings lately that we're all we're asking for, um, they're producing well. Like, I, I'm just kind of loving what I'm seeing. And for the first time, you're right, this season, I have confidence in the bullpen closing out games. And the starting pitching is what it's been. So The starting pitching all season has been great. The bullpen's been kind of shit. The closing has been pretty good. So now that everything's kind of meshing together at maybe the perfect time, I mean, the only thing better I could ask for is if the Jays, if they didn't go on this run right now, if they went on to the, they started the run this week would be the only thing better because then you're like, you're going into the last couple weeks of the season in charge and moving, but they're doing that. They're still doing that. But what I'm hoping, what I'm trying to say is if they didn't go on this run, then they would have went now and I've been okay with that, but they went on a little bit early and I'm still okay with that. 
Yeah, Mama Walks is in Cloud Nine, and I don't <laughs> believe all her destiny storylines. She likes to tell my brother and I constantly. But like you said, the perfect time with the Yankees. Like we didn't touch the Yankees on that thirteen game unbelievable like run that they were on when they're in top form. Like we get them when they're bottom of the barrel shit. Shout out to my one coworker listening that like it's just like end of the world for <laughs> Yankee fans right now. Lose to the Mets as well. I mean, you know, starting to play Tara. So it's just been perfect opportunity and we took advantage. I'll, I'll put this out there. You know, I was a closet Yankee fan for a lot of years, especially those dark what years of the Jays. Yeah. This you pisses know, me off every time you say this. Okay. Here, here's what it comes down to. What the, the bottom line is no. at the time I had a, a roommate who was a Red Sox fan yeah, and just to fuck with him a little bit. And you know what? You know, I can, I can say, I can, listen, I'm man enough to admit it when I'm wrong. I'm obviously not, I haven't been a Yankees fan since like 2009. So I'm, I feel pretty fucking fine with it. Anyways, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. Can you give me a grade on where you find Nate Pearson right now? I know we already talked about him, but I want you to give a grade. I'm going to give a grade right after, and then we can move on to um, number four in the number four in your programs, number one in your heart. Go ahead. I'll, I'll just give Nate Pearson um, B minus. Right now, I mean, I'm not going to give any kind of negative grade during this streak. Like I said, he just picked up his first win. I mean, the last three or four games, I think three, only two earned runs. He's averaging two innings pitched a game right now uh, for a young guy with a lot on his shoulders. So as of right now, B minus. You said B minus. I was thinking C plus just because of taking the season as a whole. He wasn't looking great in the minors. They still brought him up. He's looked pretty good, um, but I wouldn't say great. He doesn't look great, but he looks pretty good. And at the bottom, at the bottom of the barrel, sorry, let me rephrase that. He's not your high leverage guy. He's not your low leverage guy. But they're trying him in high level, and he's succeeding, and that makes me happy. So you said B B minus. I'll give him a C plus because he's kind of on the fence for me there. All right, moving on. George, let me put this out there. Is George Springer greater than 85% of the league injured? Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Is injured George Springer greater than 85% of the league? Yes. Yes. I agree. I'll go a step further. I'll say 86% of the league. Look out. Put you on blast. Put you on blast, baby. Price is right. Style. Just one above you. just like an asshole move. (laughs) I, okay. George Springer all season for me has been this weird gray area. Okay. Oblique injury is no joke. Yeah. And most guys really don't come back from oblique injuries. And the fact that he doesn't want to be taken on the lineup, he doesn't want to go on the 10 day DL. He's, he's batting, not at a hundred percent, but producing. I I'll take him at, I'll take um, a little carousel of Springer, Goriel, Hernandez and um, fuck what's what's Panda's name? Fucking Kirk. I'll take those guys at DH easy because all those guys, a, I know Guerrero's 22 years old and probably can go all day, all night, but you need to, you should rest him. Hernandez, a little bit older, but you, you have a crowded outfield. So someone, so someone, Gritchick can't always sit. Dyson can't always sit. So I get it. I get putting him in DH, but man, I fucking love George Springer there because he is such a level headed veteran for this team. Who's done the dance, t- 
taken the prom queen home and slammed, slammed, slammed. So at the end of the day for me, George Springer is greater than 86 and a half percent of the league for me. The dude, the dude is worth every penny. And I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. I don't even care. I'm probably going to get a George Springer jersey. Okay. I absolutely love that. I want a Springer jersey too, buddy. Because this guy, first off, give me Kirk's bat rest of the season, all season long. I love that guy when he's going up. But George Springer, 86.5%. You called it just better than the league. I mean, the heart and soul like part of this close dynamic team going in, you can tell how respected he is. And you know what? You pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like he's a superstar. So he is a suit. He's a superstar. And you know, obviously we can't call it as way too early in his career, but I'm going to say it. This guy has a, a possible hall of fame career lining up. If the Jays do the dance and he gets another ring, uh, another ring with a separate team, this guy is for sure. Hall of famer. Black eye or not for cheating, I get it. This guy's also showing that he's a real deal. You yeah. can cheat and still be the real deal. A lot of players have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's just part of baseball. I completely agree with you. Like this guy, and like I was saying, just a complete superstar. And what you said, and I love, I love any sport, any guy who's like this, it doesn't matter what team, when they want to play, when they're pissed off and they're visibly pissed off that they're not playing. I love that. Feed that to me all day. So this guy who's a superstar who wants to play. Yeah. If he's at 75%, if he's at, if he's saying, no, I'm playing today and he goes in right now, he's going to go up and he's going to connect. Like, I just love it, man. This guy's unreal. And yeah, I, part of me, I absolutely fucking hate that we even know athlete salaries. And I brought this up to you in years past, like the money is an influence, but you get this massive contract. Rogers kind of opens up the playbook. You bring him in. Everybody's like, we already have outfielders. He's showing his worth. Like he's showing his worth and why we got him. Major injury, not not a fucking hamstring injury. A no. major injury. Major. The, yeah. the man still comes back. The dude's got. I, th- I can't remember exactly. What this, I think like eighteen or sixteen or eighteen home runs, and like what fifty games. Yeah, that that's fucking great. And yeah, fine. Twenty five million dollars you're paying him this season. I I totally get that. Is just sounds insane for fifty games or sixty games, whatever it is. The end of the day, seventeen home runs. Seventeen. Thank you. So. He, he's the type of guy. Yeah. The money is a lot, but he is showing up in big moments. Yes. Is he going to strike out every game? Probably. Is he, pro- but he's also probably going to get a double. He's probably going to get a triple. He's probably going to get a home run. He's going to do something. So are you paying the player to play every game? No, you're paying the player to produce. And when he's in the lineup, he's producing, give the man his money. I'm fucking in the Jersey. Fuck October third, me and you at the game. I'm getting the fucking jersey. Two stringer jerseys. Probably a t-shirt jersey, but whatever. Because because <laughs> I already have like way too many Jays jerseys, and I, I. Anyways, let's move on. But just just the intangibles this guy brings, like you said it before, like a proven winner. This guy, the the confidence, the level head. Like we are fans of other certain teams that don't have those type of guys. That when the going gets tough. They can weather the storm, you know, they can right the ship, whatever analogy, symbolism you want to throw out there, the typical terms, this guy brings that. And when we're in a playoff series 
and something goes wrong, he's one of the guys who will help out. So it's just, I love it. You know who the Boston Houston is, right? The Boston Houston? Yeah. One of the all-time greatest pitchers, if not the greatest pitcher of all time, Nolan fucking Ryan. Oh, Nolan Ryan. When when your tutelage comes from one of the best, most competitive players of all time, it's there. And he's bringing that to our team. He, and look, don't get me wrong. Dante Bichette, father of Bo Bichette, a competitor, and yeah. obviously wants his son to win. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a competitor, obviously wants his son to win. And I'll even go and say Craig Biggio, father of, of Kevin Biggio, wants his kid to win. These guys all come from a legacy of wanting to win high-level situations. These guys are groomed for this. This will happen. We're going to be doing the Jays cast, the Jays edition, and the Jays are going to be fucking champions. Another ring is going on the wall. Let's Let's go, baby. Okay. The amount of merch I will fucking buy if we win, I'm going to haywire. Listen, me and you, buddy, we're going to go tit for tat. Okay, moving on. Um... Alex Manoa, we've talked about him a lot. This is fucking gravy because this guy, yeah, he was, they were talking about him last year, but the way he raced through not the Vancouver Canadians, then moving up to the Fisher Cats, uh, and moving up to the Bisons, all in one season to then get, I think it's three games with 10 strikeouts or more. Last night, he, he threw 97 pitches into the ninth inning, which is unheard of. This guy's working efficiently. Plus, he wears number six. Marcus Stroman wore number six. And the comparison I'm going to say is that these guys are both animated competitors. This is the type of guy I love. I if, Listen, if the Jay signed Marcus Stroman in the offseason, I would be happy. I'm not going to turn my back on that guy. But what I love about these guys is these guys show emotion when it counts. Playoff time. Big games, big games for themselves. They show emotion. I, those ice cold guys, I don't know how they work, man. I'm an emotional guy. Alex Mahona uh, is a is a emotional guy, and I appreciate that from him. Plus, this guy fucking wearing Gucci shades in the bench. You see Oakley, Oakley, Oakley. This guy fucking sitting back with a notorious B.I.G. big ass oversized Gucci lenses. I think that that's the fucking guy I want to drink beers with. This guy, because this guy is, I don't know, how old is he? Twenty three years old, twenty four years old. Um, it, this guy is, I'm all in on Alex Manoa. I think he is just the type of guy who is going to be a fucking celebrity in Toronto. I 100% agree. I mean, I pretty much already said that I'm predicting him to be like in our top three starting rotation next year. The personality, yeah, it's what fires up the fans. It's what makes you a fan favorite. And this kid is going to be a fan favorite. Multiple games already with double digit Ks. I mean, 10 Ks, 10 strikeouts last night, eight innings pitched. I mean, like he's on the absolute here. And I would go so far as to say, obviously, if we get the wild card game, we're going to assume that Ray's probably going to be pitching that game. But I would give Manoa at this point playoff pitching time. Like, and, and for a kid that young, like, what's a bigger compliment to say? I agree. I, I love the idea of you have three legit options to start your yes. possible wild card game. Oh. I, I'm in on that. Um, let's talk LGJ, Loris Goriel Jr., baby. Seven uh-huh. RBI night, the pineapple. We talked to him already. I just want to show him a little bit more love. This guy's been in the system for a long time. He's been in his brother's shadow for a long time. This is maybe his coming out party season. 
I mean, I think when they moved him to right field, it was really whack because he was actually shortstop third baseman for a long time. They moved him out to left field. He ended up working it out the Kings. He does a pretty decent job and was considered for a gold glove last year. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the man is playing really well. I just want to show a little bit more love to my uh, new favorite player, maybe LGJ. Let's go, baby. Seven ribbies. That's enough ribs for anybody. Yeah. I, the hair's a little uh, dumbfounded. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but I'm right there with you. I mean, what, 19 home runs, 80 RBIs on the season. And the fact that, yeah, he previously like potentially was golden glove material, but the defensive game, the aspects there in the outfield, this guy is part of that tight group. You can tell of like the whole team is tight. I'm not saying that whole team is tight, but that four or five, like he is right there in the mix and it's only good things for our team. When guys like that are just absolutely just dominating dominating at the uh, base. Like I, I love watching that guy like, and his swing too is just phenomenal. Like I yeah. enjoy watching. Uh, uh, be, uh, he has a beautiful swing and it, it's one of those swings uh, a lot. Like uh, this may not be a popular opinion, but a big swing, a lot like um, Alex Rodriguez used to have where you, you can almost read the writing on the bat when it's coming across. It's so smooth. Yeah. So I, I love the pineapple. I, I want to show him a, a lot of love. Let me ask you a hot question. Would you rather do a new Jays Jersey or if they sold replicas of the home run jacket? No, I would never wear that jacket. I would, I would fucking wear that jacket all the time. Here's <laughs> what, hold on. I would get that like jacket framed or something for the okay. office or whatever. Like I would not say, and I wouldn't purchase it and, and spend the money on it or get it. Okay. If I want it. But yeah, I, <laughs> that jacket, I love it too. Like at first I'm like, dude, what is with this whack jacket? And then once the winds just keep piling up, the superstition takes over. I now fucking love the jacket. Totally. It better never the go walk, the walk through yeah. with Yo, oh, did yeah. you see Jake Lamb uh, on his? Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm such a fan of the team right now. I think they're doing so many things well. It makes me very happy. Um, but this is also a lot of wins, a lot of big wins, a lot of landmark, like Vladdy hitting his 45th, uh, being in first. Let's talk about Vladdy for a second here. It's been kind of a two-horse race, a lot like the AL Cy Young. It's been a two-horse race. Him and Otani, Otani for the for the AL MVP. I don't know. I I I hope he wins it. But if he doesn't win it and wins a triple crown, I'll be happy with that. But this boy's got a chance to win both. Ball, where are you on this? Do you think he's got a chance of more one than the other? So, what Vladdy's doing is just absolutely elite. Like the kid is a stud. MVP elite quality baseball. The problem is Otani is also playing elite MVP baseball and he happens to be pitching as well. And he's dominating at that. And unfortunately for Vladdy and I, I don't, even though I do believe in the Toronto bias and kind of like the, the whole disrespect, but that might just be me being a fan. I don't necessarily think that plays a part. I think Vladdy and the Jays, like I was reading sports illustrated articles on them. Forbes, like we're definitely in the know and people are paying attention to us. I just think it's going to be hard for him. Like knowing MLB, the way they vote, Otani's going to win the MVP, but triple crown. 
I think Vladdy's got a real serious chance. Like he's leading right now. So you need three categories, right? Home run leader, batting average leader, RBI. Leader. RBIs, yeah. Yeah. So home run and batting average, he's leading to 0.318 and 45. And then uh, Abreu with the White Sox is the RBI leader with 107 and Vladdy's third with 103. So he has a real, real serious chance of getting that triple crown. I want that so bad, man. I want that so bad. I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anyone and without, without searching for it, I don't know if the Jays have ever had a triple crown winner uh, on their team. Was um, Cabrera the last one? Cabrera was the last guy in the majors to do it. Yeah. For, for Detroit. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he's actually has a whole bunch of podcasts on this network. If I'm not mistaken, that might yeah. be another yeah. Melky Cabrera, but I can't imagine there's Getting two. my Melky's confused. Yeah. I mean, there's so much milk, right? But, um, uh, if he doesn't win the MVP, I fuck. I really wish he wins a, the uh, triple crown. Dude, I just think it would be special for the city. And depending on what happens in the playoffs, it might be the only thing we can hang our hat on this year. But if he gets a triple crown and Robbie Ray double R Rough Riders, we might we might have to call him. If he ends up winning the Cy Young and we get a triple crown winner out of it, is that not like is that not a good consolation for what's going on right now, buddy? Not, not only is that a good consolation. For me personally, I see one Jays playoff game this season. That's the best consolation. I don't give a shit. Obviously, I care about that. I want the personal accolades. I want the recognition, the respect for our guys. And I want our guys to love being in Toronto with the love we give them and what they do in their careers and for them to stay. But give me that playoff win. You're right. Everything else, beautiful consolation. I'm over the moon. And I'll say right now. Yes, I believe Vladdy's the MVP. Complete Toronto bias. Do I think that double R Cy Young? Fuck yes. He's the best pitcher in the game right now this year. Do I think working like, on two pitches? Yeah. Like you can't stress that enough. No. Most Cy Young winners have four pitches. This guy uh, throws his curveball once or twice a game. Man. He pitches like a closer in the bullpen, except he does it for seven innings multiple times a season. It's unreal. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I, I, I'm in. Like let's we, go. <laughs> we got this team. We're currently in a playoff spot. Something we haven't really had all season. Boston's falling apart, which we all fucking called like two months ago. New York is kind of lost, even with their veteran bats. Like Joey uh, Gallo is so lost. And can you yeah. imagine, could you even imagine the Jays were looking at this guy? I don't know if it's a pressure of New York. I don't know if he never wanted to play for New York. I don't understand what it is. This guy can't buy a fucking hit. Although he did buy a hit against the Jays. Um, Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees has been maybe their like uh guardian angel, but the closers aren't working. They're starting pitcher kind of starting pitching other than Garrett Cole has been atrocious. They don't really have anything going for them. I can see this team not even making the playoffs. To be honest, I kind of hope it's one of the either Mariners or A's that beat both the B's and the Yankees into those spots because wouldn't that be fucking great that the two absolute monsters in Major League Baseball, the Yankees and the Red Sox, don't even fucking make the playoffs? Isn't that fucking perfect? I hate those two teams more than any two teams in MLB, so yes, that'd be fucking perfect. And Wait. I want I want Seattle to get in out of those teams. I would love Seattle because a, that fan base needs it because I like Oakland too. Like I'm not, it's not a disrespecting to Oakland. I just prefer Seattle. Okay. Let me ask you this. Boston, New York, Houston, rank them as your least do most hated to least hated. You just did it. Boston, New York, Houston. 
Boston, Boston Yankees second, like, like Boston's a hundred percent hate. <laughs> Yankees are 99.9%. And then Houston's like 97.2%. The hatred's there. Like, dude, I can't believe, and, and this is okay to end off. Cause I don't even want to talk about the fucking Yankees, but maybe we will, <laughs> but this is all you need to know. My two buddies who are Yankees fans, they're talking about all the max contracts and who they're going to go after next season and just who they're going to buy. It's just like, that's just all you need to know about the Yankees team. Like, Oh, we've already given up on this year. We're just shit. Even though all the money we spend, let's give and let's just look to the next year. We're going to dominate typically Yankees fashion. Okay. You're gone. I, I love anytime any Boston team fucking falters. I love it. That city's had its moment, okay? The best sports city in North America for the last decade is Boston. Kudos to you. Time's up. Yeah. Fucking time time to suck for a long time, bro. Yes, yes. I I, Boston for me, 100% hate. Then it's a a two-way tie. See, the thing is, I like Houston overall. I don't like the fact that they cheated to win. And that is a hang-up. So I like them. But I also don't like the fact that they cheated. Um, so there's that. I feel and indifferent, honestly, about Houston. Like, I, I just, like, any team that's not the Jays is, is sitting around 99% hate. Except maybe yeah. the Brewers. There's a couple teams I don't mind. But, like. Yeah. I like the Brewers, the Cubs. The Cubs yeah, I always yeah, like. Yeah. But if I mean, Florida does good, I'm okay with that. Like, like whatever. Houston, I think they're a bunch of dickheads. And, like, it's one of those things where anything bad that happens to them. And, and bad in the fact that, like they're stripped of stuff or their reputation takes it like nothing crazy. I love right. it. I laugh. I sit back and I applaud and I think, yeah, you should do more to them. Why the fuck not? I don't care. So if uh, more difference listeners to this, this, this podcast, the AL East is the division to watch, but of course when it comes playoff time, I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining too. I have to show some love to the, NL West because the Giants just punched their ticket. Yeah. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're yeah. the fucking defending champs and they're fucking really good. And when you got Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer in your rotation, fuck you, right? Then can't forget about the San Diego Padres, the fucking little brother to the California teams. They've done their their work. It is going to be so entertaining to scoreboard watch. And see what happens, what shakes out in that playoffs. Because NL West, AL East, I'm guaranteeing the the, the World Series game will be, be between those two divisions. I guarantee it. Lock it in. Okay, new segment, quick. 30-second El Jefe opinion. So the group chat was going a little haywire the other day, and there was a little bit of debate because one guy said that the Jays are the best team in baseball right now. That was contradicted by a guy coming right out with the Dodgers and Giants are the best teams in baseball. Jays are the hottest team in baseball. El Jefe, do you think the Jays are the best team in baseball? Who would you, Who's the best team in baseball right now? Easily. Easily the best team in baseball are the Giants. Right. They, have, they have done the right thing. They, they built a team of a lot of good vets, a lot of good young guys, which the Jays haven't done. The Jays have signed one good vet and a couple journeymen who are good. Journeymen, yeah. Yeah. Like Robbie Ray is a, yeah. Yes. Robbie Ray is really good, but he's not, he's not an, a super all-star. You know, he's not like an all-star caliber, career all-star player, I should say. Let me put it that way. The Giants did that. Even though the Giants signed guys like Ava Longoria, 
who I didn't think would had anything left in them. They still signed them, and obviously, like there's stuff happening that, with that team. So the Giants, are, the Giants are the best team in baseball because, and they don't play in an easy division. No. So they play against the Dodgers and the Padres all the time. So like, let's just uh, yeah, fine. They play against Arizona. Fuck Arizona. But the Jays also play against Baltimore. So Baltimore. yeah, it, 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 yeah. So that's a wash, exactly. So the Giants are the best team in baseball because they are the best team in baseball. The Jays are the hottest team in baseball. I totally agree with all that stuff. So yeah, I'm on board. I that that's a right analogy to use. The real kind of marker will be in the playoffs. If the Jays can get out of probably playing the Rays, and if they can win that series, incredible. Uh, if they can be respectable in that in that series, that's even that, that's fine. A good consolation to that. The Giants will be making it out of the first round. They they will. Can't argue with that. Way to go, El Jefe. Just put Thank that you, argument to rest. Yeah. And if you don't, if you disagree, that's fine. Tell me about it though, because I I, I can't buy oh, it. No. No, I, I agree with you. I think the Giants are the best team for everything you just stated. It, it, and obviously, obviously the Jays are the hottest team right now because of our bats. So, yeah. But let's wrap this sucker up. We've given the people an hour of fucking hot fire, baby. What we're, always else like, you we're always like, you know what, man? Maybe we'll go for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, 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 never. All right. Bah, you got a lot going on. I know that we just released the, the uh, latest issue of Mustard. Sorry, latest episode of Mustard. Uh, John Denoir, farewell, I guess, for now, forever. I, I'm, I'm thinking for now there there's could be some collaboration in the future. I don't think potting's done for Johnny, but just a lot of work and life going on. So uh, Mustard, has uh, he, he's moved on to Greener Pastures right now. Okay, and nothing but miss. Are we going to get something before the season starts or what? So talking about that with Malk, like right now, it's been kind of a nice little month off between seasons and the ideas are firing. Um, Yeah, we're thinking we're going to release an episode for everybody about nothing but miss the day before a couple days before the season starts Raptors first game. Like, so we're definitely going to have a preseason episode coming up. The season starts in October. Look out. Uh, Melk and Gooby just started. Show us your TDs. Um, the boys are on an absolute roll. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably guest starring next week, week three, because Dallas plays Philly. So I got to put those guys down a peg. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start the least pod just for depression and just kind of talk shit and whatever, because feel pretty indifferent about that team now, but that could probably change. Yeah. I listen. I, I got Brian and Aaron, my uh, co-host for hockey town. Like when do you want to record? I'm like, I want to record when you guys aren't going to berate me with how badly least in the playoffs. So uh, suck my ass. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, besides that, all that's coming within the next month. And then you brought it up in the next few months, we're going to have season three of mustard, a new co-host, a guy we've had on the past. It's uh, it's coming at you. The, the network's looking fucking good. Yeah, brother. Okay. You let me know October 3rd. I got the ticket. If you want 11 rows from home plate, you know, last game of the last home game of the season before the playoffs start a game all year, man. So done. So you're, you're due. All right, man. If you're in, you fuck. I want ring confirmation that you're in. Okay. With that being said, Oh wait, we didn't even talk about mama walks. Like do mama walks have a hot take on anything, anything fresh. Uh, so she's been up in the Kingston Bancroft area with family, but, uh, I can tell you right now, the okay, first of all, quickly, the funniest part was she had to go to a, like a, 
a shower for one of my cousins getting married with all the girls or whatever. But also, of course, the weekend, the Jays, the 22 runs, the 11 runs. <laughs> Her texts were just flying off to my dad and, and my brother. I just being like, we'd be like, another one, another one. He watches, she's like swearing at us, but she's super excited, sending us little like photos of her on Snapchat. All <laughs> I can tell you this right now, the way Mama Walks is feeling, it, probably World Series winners. And definitely she thinks that Vladdy's getting the MVP. I tried to tell her about Otani and uh, didn't go well. Yeah. Mama walks. We love you. No matter what happens, no matter what your son says, we love you no matter what. Yeah. You're okay. Ma. I love you too. <laughs> With that being said, I'm Anthony. I'll have This is ball Walker. Let's go blue Jays. Let's hear. Let's scream it out from the mountaintops. October 3rd, Ba and I, look for us, we'll be on TV. I'll be the one with the big sign that says, Vladdy MVP. You can't spell MVP without the V, baby. Big Vladdy going to do it. All right. Ba, take us home, baby. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Jace. You're going to see us in a playoff podcast episode soon. I promise you that. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck me, right? Time.